Yo, it's Jimmy Trigger again, back with episode 3 of the Trigger Man podcast. It's going to be a really quick intro. I have a guest, uh, Rick Sessman, for the first part, and he's joined by a guy called Fabian Lux. Um, Rick is a bodybuilder with a great story of uh, rags to riches and all that stuff. And uh, Fabian is a very young entrepreneur that's sharing his knowledge with us today. But we also talk about professional wrestling, uh, UFC, a lot of bodybuilding, steroids, surprisingly no politics, and uh, a lot of other fun stories and just sharing stories of our lives. So yeah, sit back, relax, or do whatever the hell it is you do, and enjoy. This is the Trigger Man Podcast. <laughs> I'll say hello. Just, just flex and usually uh, the you know, uh, uh, abrupt start is how I done it. So guess what? We just started. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's great. I'm a fucking pro over here. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm gonna look at this camera for a second and just uh, say what's up, everybody. Hello, uh, hello. This is the Trigger Man Podcast, episode three. Um, with my tr- three. Uh, with my friend, I should ask you your surname. I didn't ask you your full name. What's your sur- full name? Full name? Wow. Well, not your birth name, but whatever. Like, <laughs> well, why not my birth? Name? I don't care. Whatever. You know why? Because I don't trip you out. Yeah, okay, go. All right, We're ready? already starting with good stories. This well, is good. Here you go. My first real name is Enrique. Are you of Latino descent or something? That's yes, right. All right. I didn't even know that. Enrique D. Sessman, but actually, I go uh, Rick Sessman. Rick Sessman yeah, or Rick Rhino Rick. online. Yeah, Rick the Rhino online. That's uh, that's my new moniker that I've been using. I actually got blessed upon uh, uh, that name by a couple people in the gym. No, it was just kind of one of those yeah. weird things. It wasn't even something that I planned or uh, when I actually when I was planning out my bodybuilding career. In case anyone can't. Yeah, see no shit. Oh yeah. So if you're not watching uh, and you're probably listening to this, but it's more fun to watch. Um, you can see that I have a bad, I didn't, I didn't take a shower and uh, my hair is all messed up right now. I don't care. <laughs> and I'm with an exceptionally very uh, buff gentleman who's about my, what are you, 5'9"? No. What are you? Man, I'm barely five foot seven. Dude, what the fuck? I'm yeah. five eight and a half. Kai, that half counts for me. Like, so. well, I, I push that inch as much as I can. Usually I'm like five foot six, five I, foot seven. Holy shit. And can I ask how much you weigh? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, go. I mean, let's, let's start this off first. Okay, you know, there, let's, let's just put it on the table. There's no question you can't ask. You can go full throttle. I want it to be just as, as normal <laughs> oh, as it could be. So, if you listen to my last podcast, you'd regret saying that. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I don't. Go I know. I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to everything. Cool. Well, 99.9 percent of everything. So, awesome. Um, actually, I'm five foot seven, uh, um, and right now I'm weighing around two twenty two, two twenty. Goddamn. Two twenty five around there, but I'm gonna be going down to one. Hopefully, one ninety five, one ninety eight. Wow. Really? And then step on stage at one ninety eight. God damn, I'm uh, five, eight and a half, and I'm 180, uh, 184, and if I poop, I'm 183. So. Man, I you know what? I wish I could be that lightweight. It, it kind Dude, of I don't want to be. Uh, that's the thing. I try, I did my, uh, I remember, so how I first met you, uh, if I'll tell that story, like so I'm just checking, we're all good. Um, how I met you originally, or how I think I met you anyway, was I was in LA Fitness on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. And you were always there. You always recognize faces. But anytime I've ever joined a gym anywhere, yeah. now I don't know if it's me the way I look or whatever. Because I joined a gym when I lived in Denver. Uh, I lived over near Silver Lake. I joined bodybuilders. You know, it literally took three months every single time for someone that you'd see regularly to go, "Sup, bro?" Or like, "Hey, man." Really? I'm like, oh, it's weird. It always took three months. Uh, every gym I ever went to, it always took the regulars three months to say. 
like this guy isn't going away. So what's up, dude? It's like, oh, what's up? Oh, because you just feel like that everyone knows that you're not like the New Year's resolution. No, yeah, yeah. Well, like, or I just look like a psycho or something. I'm the most boring (laughs) fucking person there is. But uh, I remember, and there's a reason why. Like, I, I I do like I'm an advocate for healthy living and working out and all that shit. I love it. Like, I I just I wish I had more time to dedicate to it. Tell me how you remember me, man. How I remember you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we got as long as we want here. But I was uh, doing shoulder presses with dumbbells, and because I have to be so careful as i was saying earlier with my back is so fucked up yeah i i learned to basically uh my posture and my form has to be so fucking correct or else i'll keel over and fucking be in agony (laughs) so i was so correct and postured up and perfect with my nice square shoulder my dead straight back and you were doing i think the same beside me when you were doing like 500 pounds or something (laughs) and then uh you dropped your weights and you go and i was with my friend felix he'll he'll probably get yeah i remember your friend yeah 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 yeah. so and uh it was really funny because i work out with felix is like a fitness not like he's actually really in shape like and uh but i'm so strict with it the form i have to be and you were like just to let you know your form is fantastic well done i'm watching you you're doing really good good job and i was like going Oh my God! It's like, <laughs> this rather large gentleman just congratulate. And what I wanted so to say was, your ego the right way. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I wanted to say was, actually, my back's completely fucked, and I can't do it any other way. No, you did like, tell so me that. I remember you did. Oh, did tell I? Me. Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. That was funny. That was our commonality because that's how you found out that I had a bad. Day and there too. you go. That like brings me into that. Like, and then I, I uh, so I met you a couple of times in that gym before I moved, and I went to different gyms, all that stuff. And, um, to me, honestly, it feels like you've never left. Yeah, I'll yeah, it's weird because I and I went there a few times on purpose because I, I met like say like I bump into you every now and again. There was a one or two other people that you just bump into that I actually liked, and I was like, I don't know, hope if maybe I'll go in and I'm the, the hopefully guys, see that person. The guys there. might be there, and it's not because I don't go there to socialize. That's like yeah. almost a rule of thumb. You're not going to the gym to fucking start up a yeah, chat. But you have your little room. crew, your little yeah. clique, people that, that you can like look over and be like, "What's so, up? How so, are you? So, yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> so, did you see me? 25 pounds. All right. so, it's like, but yeah, so that's how I met you. Stroking the ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice. It's nice to have that there. And then I remember you telling me just sh- like a shorthand story about you and your injuries. And I was like, what? And then I found you on Instagram and I started following you and I actually scanned through your... I was sitting in LA Fitness and I started skimming through your... Uh, Pictures like a fucking stalker, that weirdo. Oh my god! Like a fucking psycho. (laughs) And uh, I was like, "What the fuck? Who's this fat guy in the pictures? Like, what's?" And you have this story, like you were saying about you can tell it, like your back and your neck and all that. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Like this is the first time that I've actually recorded. Uh, the story so it's kind of it's nice to have world premiere well yeah it's, it's it's nice in the sense that uh i've always had to repeat the, the story or i've had to repost it and uh, it's nice to finally just uh have a medium where someone can go you know i really want to find out about this person yeah let me let me see if i can find out more and if it's there and available they can drive and listen to the story and yeah. i have something more to relate that's to. why i'm here so long story short um uh, yeah, those pictures of that fat guy that you saw on my Instagram was me. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you fat. No, 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 and I was, I was. Uh, uh, at my peak, I was 270 pounds. Out of shape. Completely out of shape. Wow. Triple chin, um, size 42 waist. Oh, damn. Um, everything was double uh, XL or XL shirts. My gut was so big that I couldn't bend over to tie my shoes. Wow. Um, and, uh, I was having a lot of health issues and, uh, because of the situations that we'll get down the road to, uh, it led me to, uh, 
uh, get back into the gym. And, and it wasn't that I hadn't been in the gym before. I was a teenage competitor. So I did have bodybuilding experience. I saw the picture. So uh, my back injury was originally from the military. And, um, you know, I, I had a, a, a training accident which injured my neck, which eventually uh, led to my lower back injury because I was always in pain. Um, you know, you just, you're in the military, you just do things, you just keep going, you don't want to quit, you mm -hmm. want to keep moving forward and keep doing your things. And uh, I just kept uh, deteriorating my body more and more. And uh, I got to the point where they told me that I had the choice of either staying or to come and having a surgery. So I had surgery and I didn't want to stay. And uh, life happened, uh, made a lot of money and lost a lot of money, got into a relationship and that was with someone that I really cared about for a long time since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, heartache and what they say is true. Heartache makes bodybuilders. So, <laughs> you know, break, bad breakups make good bodybuilders. That's, that's what me as well. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is... Uh, that's weird. I, you know, I, prior to that, you know, when, when I had the shitty health, uh, I had all the money. You know, mm -hmm. uh, whether it was, uh, you know, I got it legally or illegally, it didn't fucking matter. I, I had the money. Yeah. So I had the power and I had that leverage of what I exhumed. I, you know, successful, you know, having the cars, having the girl, eating the best places, smoking cigars, drinking the drinks, partying, <laughs> going out, uh, doing whatever. And, uh, of course, you sacrifice that with your health. So when it came time that... I was no longer in that power of control mentally and living that lifestyle, you know, progressively you get worse. So I, I got so bad that I said the minute that she broke my heart and the minute that I saw how bad my health really was and I get that realization standing at a mirror trying to buy new clothes so I could start dating again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I look in the mirror and the, the, you get those harsh lights inside of the dressing yeah, yeah, room and yeah, you look yeah, down you're like... Worst. It's, it's, it's seriously, it's the worst, but it's, it's the best. And I'll tell you why. It's always the worst things that make the best learning lessons for you. So that was my learning lesson. I was like, I look like shit. I look like someone's granddad. Yeah. I look like someone's father, you know, the big balding hairline that I was flopping over, combing over and trying to look fucking cool in my outfits and shit. And Using super glue. To yeah. You know, whatever it took to fucking make it look cool yeah. or frizzing it up and having this giant receding hairline. Yeah. yeah. Big gut, and it just, you know, it's hot. I said, fuck it. I need, I, you know, the minute that she was out of the house and I kicked her out of the house, and that night I literally was packing up all of her stuff and I felt so out of shape. Wow. And it was that realization I said, fuck this. I need to go back to the gym because if I can't feel good about myself and I can't get a girl and I look like crap the way that I do, all those little links. Mm -hmm. I actually said, go back to the gym. So everything else was out of my control at that point. Everything. Mm -hmm. Money, career, business, a chain of events from people outside of my, my life, which um, I had no control over, were influencing my business. I was losing money left and right, losing clients left and right. I was lost my, what I, con what I consider uh, a great marriage to have been. I lost that. Yeah. So when you lose all these things, the only thing that's really left that you have total control over is you. Mm -hmm. And that was the gym. And that for me was the wake up call. I can't control my bills. Bills do. They're calling, collecting. Uh, I can't collect checks, you know, when I want to. Mm -hmm. It's when they want to send it to me. I said, fuck it. What can I control? The food that goes in my mouth. How I feel in the gym. 
what I get out of the gym, what I put into the gym. And it's going to be a long journey. I mean, it took me X, Y, Z amount of time to damage my body and look the way that I did and feel the way that I was feeling. And I wanted to, I wanted to pick up the young chicks, man. You know, in my head, <laughs> I'm still thinking I could pick up young chicks. Yeah. And then the outside body wasn't there. My mental wasn't there. It's funny, like, guys always think that going to clubs that they could pick up girls and the girls don't, you know, like, not going to pick up. Fall on. at their feet. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you exude this either confidence or lack of confidence or inability to be social. And those were all the mechanics I had to relearn again. And the only thing that I really had true control over at first was the gym. Go to the gym, start eating right, start learning about nutrition, start uh, getting my blood work done, start testing my body out, seeing where I'm at, mm -hmm. uh, seeing if I'm healthy, what's not healthy. My cholesterol was shit. My testosterone was shit. My body was shit. Everything was shit. My personality, my mood, the way that I talked to girls, the way that I approached them. I didn't know how to read body language. I mean, I was a total... I mean... You can basically put the rubber stamp of mama's boy back on me. Yeah. And that's what I want. Someone, someone wipe my ass and feed me. Yeah, pretty much. I No shit. I mean, yeah. literally, I, I locked myself in my apartment for three months. I'm not joking. I, I, I literally, I literally <laughs> okay. sat at home. Um, one, because I didn't want to socialize with the people I was socializing anymore. She was destroying that. Mm -hmm. So I just said, you know, if you're going to destroy it, you go, go to town. Yeah. Because I've given you the money, the cars, everything else. Go to town. So... While that's being destroyed, I'm going to rebuild myself on this side. That's all I could do. Rebuild, 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 rebuild. Then learn how to socialize, learn how to talk. Like watching body movements, taking my dogs for a walk at running was the greatest thing I can ever say I did for myself. Wow. And I know it sounds shitty and I know it sounds uh, greasy, but let me just tell you something. As an old man, I consider myself an old man. Uh, to be able to pick up on young chicks, yeah, it's one of those things that I still have it. I can talk to people not just that are young. I know I can talk to the old people, yeah, yeah. but just the fact that I could the confidence, confidence level, yeah. that, the, to be able to read the body, the the eyes, the way they look at me. If they turn away too quickly, if they turn quickly at me and then turn away, they slightly smile. You know, yeah. those small, small little details that I was missing that I couldn't pick up on. Yeah. And as I progressively got better in shape, I would take my dog up to running because I wanted to get my tan and get back to being human and not glow in the dark type thing. Yeah, Runyon Canyon is a really popular, not everyone from LA oh, okay. is going to say, so Runyon Canyon is like this super, really popular canyon place in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's usually filled in with hot chicks and spandex pants and puppy dogs. Yeah. Which I like both those things. So well, let me tell you I've never been. I, but, let me yeah. expand a little bit more for you because we'll get back onto something <laughs> everything else. Uh, so Runyon was one of those um, places that I had always heard of but never went. Mm -hmm. and I've I, never gone. And I literally didn't know. It was a block and a half away from my apartment. Mm -hmm. So I just strapped up my dog, got my shirt on, my shorts, my shoes, not knowing what it was. It was a dirt trail. It was on a hill. On a hill. <laughs> uh, to get to it was cardio yeah yeah yeah. And i'm fucking out of shape there's i have nowhere no to park if you want to get there so yeah, yeah there's nowhere to fucking park you gotta walk up this fucking hill yeah. beautiful apartments and girls just streaming down from the hill boobs and no, no I'm pretty sure and... it's where they make hot girls let me LA. just tell you something i mean girl they, <laughs> the girls that are there that aren't there really for fitness they're there to be seen they know that they are going to mm -hmm. be seen they make sure that they're seen let's just put the cards on the table where it yeah. is there are the girls, though, that really work out. Yeah. They're, 
You can you see, see it the, as well. all the time. You can see the results in the body. You can see the candy girls that just they're candy. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Eventually, those candy girls start realizing, shit, some hot buff dudes are going to this thing, and I want to hang out there, too. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> they eventually start getting in shape, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's like a dynamic on both sides. It's so a win-win. Go, yeah, it's a win-win. You go up this hill, you see who's barely making it. On the way down, you see who did. Yeah. And they're all sweaty and hot. and just, <laughs> God, just, I don't know, man. It was just a dynamic. It's just literally, it's like if you could be a kid in a candy store and you could pick out, like, if you don't know what you like in a girl. Yeah. Every woman is so different. Their personality, their hair, their breasts, their height, mm-hmm. their shape, their size, their even their body odor. Some of them, I mean, some of them really smell like shit. I'm sorry to <laughs> they, say this. They went to the top of the hill. So. Yeah. There's some of them, no, I mean, but some have bad hygiene, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, you know, really worked out hard and they're sweaty. You can admire those. Mm-hmm. Or there's some that just smell amazing. There's some that look ridiculous. And yeah. I mean... All these different things that you could pick and choose. Oh, I like that girl. I, I gotta like just girl. go up there and look at people. Yeah, and just and then finally it came to that point where that rhythm. I finally found a couple of girls. I was just like, I'm gonna try to. I, oh my god, I saw her again this time. Oh, oh my god, she looked at me. Oh my god, we said hello. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just like it was a dynamic that kept building up. And I was like, fuck, I'm learning how to talk. Yeah. And then it was to a point where I wasn't there to pick them up. I was there just to talk with them. Yeah, practice and, your social skills. Yeah, and yeah. we're having a good time doing the same thing. My dog plays with their dog, and mm-hmm. we go up and down and. You know, not a big deal. And it was the funny thing is that you always go in there thinking that you're going to pick up a girl. The reality of it is, if you pick one up, great. I mean, hey, then cool. it was meant to be. But yeah. the reality of it is, you're probably the most you're going to get out of it is probably see a nice pair of tits, a nice pair of ass, a smile, <laughs> a good conversation. And that's it. Have a good day. And have it's a like, good day. Yeah. It's going to leave you in a good mood to go somewhere else. Yeah. Unless you meet someone that you know, and then they know someone, and then you yeah, know, the dynamic of it. Yeah. yeah. But that's not, that's not real. Yeah. So once I started feeling better for myself and I started learning that dynamic, um, I started experimenting and I started going out and I started, you know, talking to girls and taking those lessons that I learned from Runyon Canyon and watching the, the body language and applying it towards everyday girls. And uh, I started getting back my click of picking up on girls. And let me just tell you something. That was probably the wildest time sexually at least, mm. that I can actually put a stamp of approval on. Because everything else is just like, you know, you're a crazy kid, you don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm older, I'm wiser, um, I have the body that I've been wanting to and I'm progressively getting better at yeah. it. And uh, eventually it leads you to either go one of two paths. Either you're going to keep picking up the shitty chicks and, you know, fucking like crazy, and, yeah. which I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, All ages, yeah. all brackets, all sizes, shapes. <laughs> and... Uh, Eventually, you'll want, you'll land on one, and I wound up landing on one. That's awesome. That's, you know, she's my girl, so, and I love her. Moochie, awesome. Moochie, Moochie. Hi, Moochie. My girl, Valerie, so. Valerie. Hey. You call her Moochie? <laughs> yeah, her name's Moochie. Nickname's <laughs> Moochie. That's cool. So, um, bodybuilding, when I finally started working out, I didn't really, I mean, I had the fundamentals and background history from bodybuilding when I was a teen. I had my idol, which is uh, Dorian Yates. Love him, and he's I know awesome. you love him. And that's awesome. that's great, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. Do, you know, Dorian Yates did a, a video podcast just identical to this, and it was one of those things where they wanted to meet the champion because his name was the Shadow. Mm-hmm. So uh, they wanted to find out who he's the pretty was. short too, right? 
He's uh, five nine, five ten. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because anytime I watched him on YouTube, I was like, dude, you're pretty fucking. But he's freaking massive. He's insane. He's like two hundred sixty pounds, probably yeah, more. Like, yeah. so he was close to like two eighty off season. Yeah. If you don't know who Dorian Yates is, go fucking YouTube that guy. Like, he is just the king of. I, I think he's probably one of the. He's probably one of the Godfathers of body, yeah. like modern bodybuilding. Well, for the nineties, during that ninety era, he was the bodybuilder. That set the precedent of what is considered the golden era of bodybuilding. Yeah. Like everyone now is trying to get back to that era. Yeah, he's a, he still looks better than everybody. I don't oh, care. Yeah. Like, so he's absurd. On, on his off season, which most people think bodybuilders are big, fat, obese guys walking yeah. around, he could step on any stage on the off season in today's modern day history. And still destroy. I'm just gonna say something uh, out of uh, the conversation right now. I'm really happy I get to talk about this with someone because, like, I genuinely love like I love UFC and I love like fitness sports yeah. and endurance sports and stuff like that. Don't like soccer. Don't like football. I have no one to talk to about this shit. So if everybody is tuned out right now, I couldn't give a fuck. I'm having a great, <laughs> I am having a great time. Like, so we can talk about this shit all day. Like, this is like, but yeah, no people. Well, like this that. is how we make it interesting. Yeah, this go, is, this go. Is, this is the the nice thing. So. Yeah. Everyone's going to uh, say bodybuilder. Everyone's let's let's put the cards on the table like you said before. Everyone's going to talk about steroids. Yes. Everyone's going to talk about, you know, egos or that they're stupid yeah. or they're, you know, they put things up and put them down and yeah. you know, lift things up and put them down. I don't get it. They're yeah. ugly. They and look weird. They look yeah, all yeah, those. Like, huh? Let me just point something out to you. Steroids, let's put that first uh, blanket out there for everyone out there. This is why I'm here right now. <laughs> if, if, if everyone decided today, right now, if it was legal, everybody, here's your here's your dosage of testosterone for the month. Mm -hmm. Your steroids. Go to town. Let me just tell you something. If it was that easy, which it's not that no. hard to get anyway. Yeah, well, no, yeah, getting the, getting that you part get isn't anyways hard. from legal or illegal. Mm -hmm. Everybody would be Mr. Olympia. Everybody would look like me. Everybody would look better than me because I'm old. If you're young, you probably look at 10 times better. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest bodybuilder. I'm not saying I'm the worst bodybuilder. I'm not saying I'm the most aesthetically pleasing bodybuilder. But if that's the case with drugs, you should be able to surpass me in a, in, yeah. in a second because they're that great. Yeah. Well, let's, let's put them on the table. It's not true. I don't care what anyone out there does unless you're doing what I'm doing and most of you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Fact. That's 100% fact. We yeah. talked about this beforehand. Yeah. Like, you you will not receive the results that I've achieved yeah. or the people above me have been able to achieve. Yeah. So for anyone having that question, let me put it out there now and I'll repeat this. Steroids do not make bodybuilders. Steroids do not make a person so aggressive that they go nuts and want to kill half the planet. Dude, that's fucking, it's, it's, yeah. It's not, that's not how it works. Um, you take something and you amplify it. Mm -hmm. Think of it as the amplifier for healing. Mm -hmm. That's all it does is heal. Provide proper nutrients into the muscle, healing the tissue properly, allowing for you to recuperate better, being able to perform a task again that's a more more uh, stressful onto the body yeah providing chemical balance within your body to be able to perform better for harder training with precise training precise nutrition precise rest i mean this is a science if it was again that easy everyone would be yeah, the, the one that is like because like i've never been uh i've never been honestly the only thing stopping me ever doing it when i was working out serious was i just couldn't afford it and i would never do 
anything cheap and shitty I always wanted like I'd look up like Dorian Yates or guys like that like they're no, there's no secret they, they haven't supplemented themselves no, but yeah. they did it as you said in a scientific way they've they calculated how to do it they but they were like uh, by the way you have to eat fucking 22 meals a day you have, you <laughs> no, have, not that crazy. You have, to, you have to sleep 26 hours a day you have, you have to like you know but they, they, they're it's regimented like yeah. and then steroids and stuff from what I've learned talking about it is it just it's just part of a giant fucking system that you're like yeah. it's, it's just something as you said it helps well, you heal I'll, I'll it hope helps you get better. It even better for yourself is a like you know I'm 45 44 years old right mm-hmm. so not everything works the same as a 20 year old yeah no shit and I'm learning that now so my shoulders my elbows my neck my 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 penis my you know my stomach my digestive tract my muscles no my one's skin. ever said penis on this podcast you know, but you know, well, <laughs> well I'm the first fuck it so there you go and that's the polite word there you go so <laughs> yes. that was weird uh, you know it, as you get older your body progressively is not able to heal better yeah. it's just not why is that because your body's not producing all the chemicals that it needed and has needed during its process of growth mm-hmm. we're on the decline at a certain age point. So you're so many diminishing points of return, you've maxed out, you, you're maintaining until your body mm-hmm. eventually passes away. Fact of life, you're all going to die. No. So, yes, unfortunately. So that being said, your body doesn't produce testosterone the way it did when it was 18. No, no shit. I want to ask you about that, but go on, keep going. So now that you're getting closer to the age of the 40 bracket, you're going to start noticing that if your body is not in tune chemically by taking blood tests and checking your blood regularly and seeing how your body is regulating mm-hmm. itself hormonally, if your testosterone level is low at the age of 40, you need to supplement it. That's why they created TRT, TRT yeah. which is testosterone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Steroids. Yeah, it's fucking steroids. The street name that people say is steroids, mm-hmm. but all it is is testosterone. Yeah. Okay. And what that does is that the testosterone in your ball sack that you had when you were a kid is now synthetically being introduced into your system because your body's not producing it as much. Mm-hmm. What athletes do, what bodybuilders do, what doctors use it for is to heal and repair muscle tissue that has been damaged or has been so severely damaged that it needs an outside induction of that chemical to create a a repair mechanism. Mm -hmm. And that's what testosterone does. So if you were planning on doing it and you're 18 years old, guess what? You're wasting it. Yeah, you're an idiot, don't. You're a moron. Because mm. you, you first of all, you haven't mastered even eating yet. No. You haven't mastered You haven't training. even fully grown yet. You like so. Grown yet. Yeah, your brain so, hasn't even fully developed at 18. Well, that's the thing. And a lot of 18-year-olds want to do it. Same thing with 20-year-olds, a lot of 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Did I use steroids when I was a teenager? Um, again, it was the golden era of bodybuilding. So I was surrounded around bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And I was surrounded around people that knew what they were doing. Did I use them? Yes. Mm-hmm. But Why? Well, because I was 18 years old, competing to go into men's nationals, to try to compete and, and do what I'm doing right now, back then, which wow. is to eventually become a professional. And that mentality of training the right way, eating the right way, doing the things that I needed to use right way. So, there's no snappy snap, whatever. We're just going to pretend there was a technical glitch and now there's a rather handsome gentleman sitting next to me all of a sudden. All like of so, a sudden. All of a sudden. Like and magic. 
His name is Fabian. Hey, everybody. It's going to be Yo, yo. You don't have to talk to everybody. You don't have to talk to I just want to say mean shit. You don't have to look over there. You can look at us. Oh, yeah. Don't even worry about that. Stop trying to make believe you're famous, man. No, I'm just... We're going to... Because we had a glitch there whatever my hair fell down we had to like tidy up a bit yeah. you know there's a lot of it so rick was so telling we're, the story. we're gonna catch up so that we, you know we're, we're talking about drugs right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. performance okay. enhancement drugs yeah i see so and then we'll work our way into who you are that's what i'm talking yeah. about i love them peds bro <laughs> <laughs> get a ped dispenser so we the way i think that we left off was you know what it does what it does for you what what it doesn't so long story short if you're thinking about doing it and you're you know under the age of 40 and you're not in sports and you're not making money with it uh yeah, I mean, Fabian can back me up on this because he's seen the evolution of, of what I've been going through since the beginning. He's seen me like you've seen me mm-hmm. being from fat to transition to, you know, going towards his goal of becoming a professional. And uh, yeah, unless you're doing something like that, it's it, you're wasting your money. You're putting, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're putting your health at risk and someone may be making it in their kitchen with cat shit, you know, running around everywhere and using bad oils. And yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're putting in your body. Question. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday I was only talking about this. And like because I'm, I again I love like UFC is my favorite sport, and then they brought in a USADA, which is like the most strictest like steroid checking, whatever guys <laughs> in the entire world. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you have enough money, you'll get away with it. Well, you can you fill me in on that as well. Anyway, no, yeah. but, but like they 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 like uh, a lot of the fighters were like using TRT, and I was like, well, what's like once you don't go exceed a certain limit of how do you measure it? like twelve hundred? Your body uh, can actually go and use up to seven hundred to six hundred milligrams average normal production. Yeah, uh, bodybuilder like myself, we go as high as a thousand. Yeah, because it, it, it said like uh, the last I checked, which is like internet checking. So as long as you're not below three hundred and you're not exceeding twelve hundred milligrams, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. You should be relatively in a healthy zone, but like yeah. one of the guys, like because I, I, you probably don't know him if you don't watch it, like uh, uh, Vitor Belfort, yeah, he, yeah. he got checked and he was at fourteen thousand milligrams or something like that in his body. So he was he like, uh, yeah. And then there was a guy, oh, Alistair Overeem. He's like sort of nicknamed. He's like he must have been like beat red, dude. He had two bowling balls for traps. Yeah. Like it was it was ridiculous. But like and so but that, that, that's that puts ex- a bad name on sport. It does. See? It does. And, and, and drugs because then morons, you know fed into the news and the media of like they always use the word steroids like yeah. uh, the weather is uh, it's, it's like it's on steroids or you know the government on steroids yeah. or, or this on steroids it's, it's like a bad implication of what it really is yeah, see, I actually have the contrary belief to like that they should have any restrictions in martial arts of MMA because I, agree. I love pride fighting in Japan it was my favorite that's where I got it that's where I started watching it and these guys, like the match between Alistair Overeem and Rampage Jackson, where he kneed him in the head like 18 times and he would not go down, they were both juiced out of their minds. It yeah, was yeah. one of the greatest sports spectacles I've seen in my life. Like, but you notice how they both fucking healed perfectly fine after that? Yeah, two days later, they're back like so. Yeah, and, and the guys who take brutal punishment with a lot less rules than, than they have in the USC now. Yeah. So I, I, I would you like to see that. Good. Yeah, I would like to see that more, yeah. you know, rather than like, you can't do this. Just open the floodgates and then let it be like anything else. How hard do you train? And then you get better. Hey, you you got to stop letting Jimmy out angle me. Well, you know, it's because I'm so white. So like, go That's what happens when I see the camera. Yeah. I'm sorry, the steroids take over my Happens. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you on the, on the fights. Uh, look, you know, let's, let's be honest. The, the person that started this all, in theory... And in, and in real history is Joe Weider. Joe Weider is the father, grandfather of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he was the one who paid for Arnold Schwarzenegger to come over from his country of Austria to the United States, stayed at his home, gave him a paycheck, gave him all the resources that he needed, and that included the drugs. Let's let's mm-hmm. be honest. And if you uh, don't know who that is, look on the side of all your dumbbells. It probably says his name. Weeder, on it, Weeder so. magazine. Yeah. And, uh, well, not, not don't read Weeder magazine. Weeder, no, Weeder, Weeder. Where, That's where, a different where magazine. Where is your mind tonight, boy? Yeah. <laughs> He's ready for fire. The gutter. <laughs> yeah. so, it can go there, by the way. No, is this a, is the format to do it, so it's perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, the, the bodybuilding started because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Everyone looks at Arnold Schwarzenegger as the body to be. And the people that you saw fighting when they were growing up, you know, they wanted to uh, overcompensate for certain things in their lives or they were always aggressive or they needed a medium or an outlet and going to the gym or fighting was their medium and through science and technology based on what Arnold did through his days all the way to current through medical you know successions of, of, of progress they use those chemicals on those athletes to make them repair better and feel better yep. you know NFL football players they you know besides the hit and heads that they get you know when they break an ankle the shoulders the, you know all those chemicals are used to help them heal. Look at wrestlers, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, American icon for wrestling, mm-hmm. you know. Take your vitamins, drink yeah. your milk, say your prayers. Yeah, and then yeah. he was he was fried in public media for using steroids. Let me put it to you something. That man that you worshipped all those years, you don't know the amount of pain that he was had in. had so many back surgeries. Yeah, yeah, back surgeries, night after night in pain with ice packs and his knees, his back, his, knees are gone. His, his shoulders, his fingers that he broke. You know, all these guys out there that went out there to entertain us as we were younger. People wanted to emulate them. We didn't know what they were doing to entertain us. And those drugs helped them to repair themselves. Did you watch wrestling? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Me too. And so yeah. my roommate, and uh, he he was trained by uh, by a lot of, he knows every famous wrestler. And the stories he tells oh. me, like, the stuff that those guys go through when they travel 300 days a year out of 365. And they're all in, uh, independent contractors, so they don't pay for your room, for your board. So Still you get, to this day? To this day. The wow. only two employees of the WWF are Triple H and Undertaker. So only two actual employees. Wow. Everyone else is is, is is independent contractors. So if you get hurt and you don't work, you don't make money. Wow. So I said they were doing what's called the wrestler's cocktail. It was like, uh, it was cocaine uh, and like two other crazy drugs that, that just literally keep them in the game whether yeah. they're hurt or not. And for so long, that's why a lot of them, they're all dying of heart attacks. Yeah, you see that documentary on uh, the, 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 the Sultan, was that, or uh, what's the, uh, the Iranian Sheik? guy? No, the, uh, Jesus. Yeah, Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik? Yeah. Oh my God, dude, that was the most depressing thing I've ever watched. Like, and I, I was like, is this for real? This is all, tr-? and then I read like, I don't read a lot of books. I love reading wrestling books. And I love listening to uh Did you ever see his interview with Hulk Hogan about Hulk Hogan on uh, Howard Stern? No. Oh my God. I don't want to give it away, but I'll, I'll YouTube it. But there's like there's so much stuff on YouTube now that's like uh, it's actually just podcasts on the old wrestlers and they're telling yeah. it, and then the DDP will get all the stories. There's so many stuff. So basically, Undertaker is like the head of the locker room. Yeah, the BSK, Mr. Paul White. And there's this crazy story of, of the Steiner brothers, like Scott and Rick. What they would do to someone if you disrespected a veteran. So there's a story, and I think Kevin Ash tells the story. Scott Hall tells it. But there was these wrestlers, and they were brand new to lock to the back room. They didn't get up. They had a seat in the very front end of a meeting, and they didn't get up to give it to a veteran. 
So, so Undertaker told him, hey, take care of him. So they literally got these guys and they tied them up in the back and they were sticking pencils in their ass and leaving them there for hours. And everyone would walk by and that was a punishment. And like, this is like the funny part, but I can't believe I'm talking about wrestling. I'm so fucking happy right now. Like, it's <laughs> like I told you that you two would get along. This is hilarious. Fast, yeah, so. This is hilarious. Like the thing is like, everyone's like wrestling's fake and stuff, but there was like a governed system in the backstage area of like WWF at the day like where like Undertaker and a bunch of the guys actually were in charge and they had to run it by them and he had to say everything and like they actually really legitimately beat people up Yo, backstage it, 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 it wasn't was a game. camera yeah it was a game it was like a real business it was like fucking mafia yeah. war. Like, but like and as, as well as that then uh, there's a book uh, I can't remember who wrote it and I read this one like, and talking about when Vince McMahon tried to start up the uh, Bodybuilders Association in the early WBF. 90s is that what it was called? yeah, yeah, yeah. World Bodybuilding Federation and it got shut down for steroids though right? Or um, he didn't want to get implicated in the, the steroids. yeah he went to court he yeah, went yeah. to court about it and stuff I was, that's during the era that, that I was around yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. tell you that um, one of the biggest contracts that he tried to pull with the steroids and the bodybuilding and the wrestlers was Lou Ferrigno he tried to steal Lou Ferrigno away from Weeder and sign him as an wow. athlete to compete in his, his uh, uh, inaugural. The gold football uh, slam, you <laughs> Yeah, well, the <laughs> funny thing is, it that failed because of the steroid thing. And um, he wanted up that staying. That guy was on some shit. He, so. he, he <laughs> wanted up staying with the regular federation for Weeder. So uh, the Incredible Hulk stayed competing in that. And he came back and he did a comeback into bodybuilding yeah. at an older age of 40 something. And he was in the Guinness Book of World Records for competing on stage at 318 pounds. God damn. Juice to the gills. Juice to the gills. Well, they talk about it. You know, no, they can't. No, they don't want to because they have an image to uphold. But let's be honest, you know, steroids and drugs, that's, you know, where, you know. People and, repair it. I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why, why Rich Piana has been so successful. Because I fucking love him. He's too. been so open about it, whereas everyone just doesn't even talk about it. He does it. Well, not everybody, but so. some people with the big mouthpieces don't really talk about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's because they have an image. You got to remember yeah. that, you know, the fitness industry is just like anything else. You have to have, you know, the mom and pop cookie cutter, wholesome, you know. The Quest bars. The, Quest like bars, the I don't know. Well, you can't wait, no. I like Quest bars. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the general good for everybody yeah it's good like, feel, this good is good for feel. fitness and then you have you know the, the nitty gritty raw you know dirty plates throw around the weight spit on, play, you know, on places mm-hmm. and just kind of just throw you know throw your shit around and uh, be that dirty bodybuilder so there's that two dynamics so you have people that have to present that image of being nice and wholesome to attract that money and then you have the other deep underground which you have Rich Piana and you have you know all these other guys that will talk about anything including myself I mean I have friends that are associated with with those guys or were associated with those guys and uh, they they they're just blunt they don't talk about everything it kind of coincides so with you you are you have an online kind of promotional thing or whatever like YouTube stuff as well like Mm -hmm. in videos yeah you make like skits you were saying and stuff like that yeah uh, like that kind of coincides with like what Rich Piana and stuff is doing. If you don't know who Rich Piana is as well, YouTube him. Good God, you'll be entertained for months. Like it's like he's he's he made himself famous on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's absurd. Like and it, all it was was he just told the truth. That, that's all I've got from him. Like would I be friends with him? Probably not. He seems a bit crazy. Like so, but I love him for the fact that he's very honest and he's very direct and yeah. he advertises what he does as a well this is what I do anyone else is telling you different you're fucking lying like so and it's and he's making his name on fucking YouTube yeah it's and just, you know I, I mean part of it is good because I I mean like I've looked up steroids on, online and you never know if what you're reading is 
good information or if it's going to help you kill yourself. Yeah, so yeah. he's living proof that like, and he talks about it bluntly. So he's someone I can like relate to or not relate to, but trust because he's talking about it openly yeah. rather than on some random forum where somebody's writing like what you need and how to how to stack your stuff and you have no idea who it is on the other end yeah, yeah. Right, so now I'll come at it from the other aspect of it you're talking to somebody that actually is in the sport yeah yeah, yeah. so for like you guys he's great right for me Uh-oh. he's he's not uh, he's okay, just cool. not he's just not Boy. and I'll tell you why I'm, I have one degree of separation from him mm-hmm. um, from a friend and uh, I know you know the truths behind who he is and what he is and what he's had to achieve to get there. And yes, he's built his own empire. But when it comes to information and drugs and nutrition and so forth, you got to remember, he, he's, a, he's a, a machine when it comes to be able to create income out of the fitness industry and mm-hmm. feeling better about yourself. And, you know, the five percenters and, and I never got eat, eat everything, do everything, live life to the max, you know, real men eat food, all that crazy shit, mm-hmm. eat whatever they want. The reality in bodybuilding and fitness is that if you want longevity, and when you want to be able to use the chemicals to be able to help you to become a performance athlete, um, his extreme is not realistic. It's just not. And for the average Joe it. guy that yeah. wants to be fucking big, that wants to be massive, and wants to be tattooed, and be that fucking gnarly motherfucker that you don't want to go to because you're so scary just by visuals, mm-hmm. go that route. You know, and and it's a again, it's a dynamic. You know, I don't. You, to, I, you can pick one or the other. I don't think he makes any secret about how expensive it is, though, as well. So I'm like. Because I watched, he was doing a few new videos like a few weeks ago. I watched it because I get bored. I want to see what the fucker's doing. There's a phone. It's all good. You're popular. You're fine. Um, and he doesn't make any joke about like, look, I'm fucking rich and I can afford to do all the best things. Like, And I understand it's like kind of like, if I have money, I would do it. But the fact of the matter is 99.9% of the people watching the videos don't have money. No. So really it is an entertaining aspect. But I can see from your point of view where you're looking at going, dude, you're making a mockery of a bit of it as well. Like, so. Well, you know, there's again, the other side of the coin is that he's reaching out to a market that, in my opinion... They need guidance. Mm-hmm. They need help. You know, a lot of the people are, you know, they're tattooed all over their face. You know, they're fucking monstrous looking. Yeah. A lot of these guys really, you know, they, I hate to say it, but a majority of them don't really exude, hey, you know, I'm a, I, I went to school. I have a five-year degree. You know, I know my stuff. Yeah. I have a really great career. You know, he reaches out to the average blue collar worker that, you know, is really wanting to attain that lifestyle, mm-hmm. attain that that look. You know, he, he talks about money and he's very upfront about money. Mm-hmm. This is what I do for money. This is how I do money. Yeah, I do have the expensive cars, but this is how I get my cars. Mm-hmm. You know, so he provides that type of informational leverage for people that aren't exposed to it. And he exposes it to them so that way they can see, fuck, this guy did it. I can do it, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's the same thing like you're doing this podcast is like there's people out there that are multi-million dollar studios, but you're doing it here, the same aspect, same program, same everything, and you're reaching new client, new kinds of people that you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same thing in bodybuilding. I'm tapping into a sport that at my age I shouldn't be able to do, but I'm beating people that are younger than me. Yeah, it's absurd. I'm, I'm improving my health versus someone 20 years younger than me that I see every day working at the gym, never getting results drinking partying that's me over here <laughs> you know so and then you have the muscle heads that you become friends with that you know they they do well or their mom and dads have money or you know they're just barely starting off in life and this for them is i want to be big i want to get girls i want to be in shape and then 
he can tell you even more so because he's you know he works within the club industry he could see the egos what drives people to want to be something or someone mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's the thing yeah. you said you work in club promotion or what is it yeah yeah so and you were just saying like before is like kind of like I do it because I like to have fun. It's not for any reason that I want to be around famous I mean, people. If, or, yeah, you can make really good money doing it, and there's a lot of freedom. Uh, you work three hours a night, uh, <laughs> get a lot of girls, get a lot of networking opportunity. Um, but that's what it comes down to when it, when it's all said and done. It's the networking opportunity. It, I mean, it really comes down to you. If if you're a business minded person, you're going to use that as an opportunity. But ninety percent of the not probably more than the, of the promoters. They're just, they have no idea how to create an empire. They're just like, bring girls to a club, get paid, fuck girls, free alcohol. And that's, that's, that's Spend all the money on the girls, try to keep them around. Oh, damn it, they're gone. Yeah. I'm broke. Yeah, and um, so those are the guys who are like, you know, here today, gone in six months or a year. And you have guys been here for 10 years and they're the same level. They're just every day going for a paycheck and they're just like, they're, they're in that cycle. Um, and you have the few guys who use it as, uh, as a stepping stone to something else and greater and it really all depends on what you get into it for. I'm going to say you're the one that's the stepping stone. That's I, I, I hope so, yeah. And what's, what's like, if you don't mind me asking, what's your, what's your aim with this? What's your end result with it or what do you want from it? Like, um, I mean, to hook up with chicks when I first started. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good on it. It's a good start. Yeah, I was working in mortgage. I was making over 100 grand a year, working an office job, dinner for eight, nine years. Came out here because somebody said, hey, uh, you, I always brought girls with me. He said, hey, do you want to get paid to bring girls? I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, you don't pay for alcohol. You get bought them. You're going to give me free alcohol for bringing girls? Yeah, I'll give you five bucks a head. I'm like, I don't even care about the money, but it's going to save me 300 bucks a night if I go out and everything's free, of course. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, makes no sense. So I started doing that. I was making like 30 bucks a night and I, I didn't even care. That was my gas money. I was like, free night out for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I was spending money going out. And then I... You were going I, out anyway, so it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized how much money you can make and made all the connections and met the managers and the owners and have all these girls around me and then just having girls around me and all of a sudden who I was and then like... They knew that they should have pissed you off because you had girls and you could easily just pull the string on that one and go, all right, well, I'm going to pull the girl somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're a mercenary at that point. You have all the girls and whichever club pays the most on that day of the week, that's where you go. Yeah. And you start building it from there and attacking social media, building a following. Um, that, that was everything. Just social media. So you've made like a legitimate business or career from this? Yeah. You start like your own brand, basically. You're, Hollywood's all image. He's very humble. I want you to know this. No, yeah, I'm trying to pick his brain to see how I make some fucking money over here. No, 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 he's very very down to earth when it comes to stuff. That's one thing that, like, he and I always talk, and when we're in the gym, and prior to us having that different schedules, when we were on our same schedule, you know, we're always on the same wavelength, you know. Uh, We both talk about girls. We both talk about, you know, the crazy times. We talk about all the craziness that we get involved in and the crazy people we know. But the one thing that separates us from everybody else is that mindset like he has, Mm. you know, the mindset like you have to do something different to stand out and the mindset like I have to do something different to stand out and, and the execution behind it, you know, and each of us have a different reason and a different story. Mine was because of heartache and and health issues. Yours is because you're so good at it. 
that you had, you had a curiosity inside yeah. something different, yeah. you know, and, and grow and challenge and meet new yeah. people. And same thing with him. He he sees the visibility beyond just the everyday. He he can tap into. All right, I can separate my mind, but still keep the function of having yeah. it make letting it be fun. This is, this is what we were because we were when we were sitting down talking and waiting. It's something that I was saying to you. Was like you said you were going through a recovery period. Like you had the, you had the relationships. You were overweight. You were unhealthy, and you're taking a path of life that you're like it's hard and but i'm gonna do it and it gave you what you said like breakups make bodybuilders and i was like the best shape i was ever in was after years and years ago after a big breakup it's a mindset and it's just like for him it's that mindset too because when he goes into this industry it's you know let's be let's be realistic when i was in the industry too when i was a kid you know i it was a different different era my era was all the original gang gangsters back, you know, the, the Italian families down in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I went into the club industry thinking that I just wanted to get away from mom and become an adult and get into the club industry, make money, hang around with chicks. And then I eventually got deeper and made money, saw that there was money in it. And those people eventually said, you can't be in this industry because you're too smart for this. You need to make money. And when you make enough money, we're kicking you out. They kicked me out. And here we are. Yeah. And it's the same just like with him. He has those people in that industry that through natural attrition just die out. He's been recognized as one of the top promoters, whether it's an article that someone wrote for him because he knows him, doesn't matter. It's out there that stated in black and white, Fabian is XYZ type promoter. This is what he does. This is who he knows. This is who you should call. And he's recognized. He even wrote a book. I mean, this is a guy that... I don't even fucking know who you are. I'm like going, God damn. (laughs) But the thing of it is like some of the biggest clubs that I've gone to... Yeah. And the people that I associate with that have money. When I say, oh, I know someone who can get you into XYZ Club, I just got to call him. And I mention his name, they're like, oh, you know him? Oh, shit. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I got to keep your number, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, no, but here's the thing. How many times have I called you to go out to a club? I don't think ever. See? I don't go how to many clubs. Times I, how many times have I called you for a friend to go to a club? I don't think ever. See? Not that I remember. You're as boring as me. Although, yeah. although, <laughs> although I do black out a lot, so maybe he does it all the time. <laughs> like, that's where you no, go. you know what? I give him shit because like the next day, he, you know, here's the fucked up part. This is how professional he is and how good he is at his job and health-wise. He let it out one time how he prepares every night mm-hmm. to go out to the clubs. Is he giving... Okay, go on. Here, let it say. So he put out his cocktail of like what he eats, what he drinks, mm-hmm. how he does it, the timing mechanism, these sleep patterns, the whole fucking thing. And people just kind of like glazed over it, but I was like surgical reading and understanding everything. He was, yeah. I finally approached him. I go, dude, man, you're a fucking machine. You got yeah. socialized and no fun. To part this hard, I haven't been sick in like six years. And I, to the point where like, it's kind of dumb, but I let people who are sick cough my mouth just to prove to them I won't get sick. How many nights a week do you go out? Uh, right now, four. But I, it's been up to like seven. So like literally every single day without stopping. You, do you drink every night? Or? Oh, yeah. Cool. I, I, I can't go out and not drink. Oh, man. I fucking want to die. I'm just getting old. I don't know. No, but the thing of it is he knows how to do it, man. That's the thing. It's, it's just like, like me. I know how to do my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows how to do it. Because you don't look unhealthy. No offense. Like, I'm looking oh, at yeah, you. Yeah. You're a good looking like, He's lost weight. Holy shit. Yeah, that's two fifteen. I'm one eighty eight right now. Holy fuck. All right. So, Again, if you're not if you're only listening to this and not watching it, look at it and then have a look at this handsome gentleman sitting beside <laughs> that's able to drink like a fish and fucking yeah. still function like so. Yeah, and I mean like part of it is I mean you're around really hot models every single day of the week, so that keeps you wanting to look good. Yeah. Because I see some, you know, guys in nightlife and they just let themselves go. Like they do tons of blow and 
just hungover all day. You never get to the gym. You just sleep all day. You're literally on hungover at like 8 p.m. And you got to get ready, men- mentally ready to go out, do it all over again. You just, that lifestyle I'm, brings you down. I feel like I'm uh, sitting in the middle of opposite ends of spectrums right now because this mm-hmm. is like absurdly strict health-driven lifestyle. Yeah. Not to say yours is unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And yours is... Up, up, absurdly fucking just like crazy hectic you're out but you're still functioning both yeah. of you guys are functioning in these two opposite realms yeah and it's but like, we get but that's the thing that's how we click that's fucking crazy it's like a yin and yang system yeah. right going on right now yeah. this is weird like this is awesome like and I, yeah, so like mine is like control chaos yeah but, but the thing is you're in control of it yeah to a certain extent to, yeah no i am even if even if i'm blacked out you'll never you can't tell i'll be He's like, like me this. on that. That's the, you and I share that same thing. I get t- said the exact same thing. They go, "Don't you ever get drunk?" I go, "You have thirteen hundred dollars worth of alcohol in your system. I might get drunk." I go, "Other than that, you guys will never know." I yeah, go, never know. I'm always in control, and I like that about you. That's what we. That's how we click. See the that mindset, mm. and that's what, like if in bodybuilding and fitness and your life improvement. That's the kind of people that you should be around. Yeah. People that can just fucking be surgical. Because like the thing is. The way I see it, and I was telling you earlier, is like a, it's 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 a cleansing of your life and the people in it. And if you de- if they aren't with you moving forward, they're no good. So I'm not trying to be a dick right now because I have cleansed uh, my life in the last year a lot. And uh, it's like meeting like-minded people that, like I said, one of my best friends isn't a musician. He's not. Anything. He was on the first podcast, and he's just a dude. He's in construction, but he's just a dude. But he's like he inspires me to move forward a lot because mm-hmm. he's like very strong dude. He makes his own money. He's do- does very well for himself and uh he always said like i can see myself in you a long time ago or whatever because i'm starting again now you know i'm not from here and building my own life again it's hard immigrating across the world but uh i don't learn anything from sitting around no offense drinking and sitting out like because I, I you have it down to a fine art oh yeah but you don't you don't learn anything i don't learn anything at the clubs no yeah and i'm not I, what i noticed is that he's a different person because if you watch the videos of him that, that uh, yeah, separation. Sure really good. No, no, his real club like oh, videos, okay. like where he's at the club and he's socializing. It's, you're not. This isn't the person. You're oh yeah, it's this it's, is not it's the marketing. Person. Yeah, it's marketing. When I go out, I, it's all marketing. You put. I feel like I'm Instagram. You're like this guy's just a fucking party animal. Yeah. But you don't see when I wake up at eight in the morning and I start working on my laptop until like ten thirty at night yeah. before I go out and then I'm like, all right, party time. Back back in again. But that's the thing as well. It's like because uh, I'm not. I, we were talking about this earlier as well, like the way people, I said when I used to go to gyms and it would take three months for anyone to, the local guys to actually say hello to me or whatever. And it's not like, Jesus, I'm not a physically opposing person. Like, so I am slightly on the stranger side, I guess, uh, uh, looking, but it, it's just, a, it's like a, a mindset as well. It's like, I'm only going to attract like, like guys like you, because that's where I was at the gym. And it's like, I will earn the respect when I, I get it from you like so but like mm-hmm. you the way you came to me and I was like going oh shit like I got the respect of one of the biggest guys in the gym now cool because mm-hmm. of my my persistence and my determination he's to keep like going that. and move forward and he's like that yeah there you go and it's just like meeting those people I don't really care what aspect of life it is if it's bodybuilding or as you said I'm learning this is honest to god the first time I've ever even knew this was a job that you could do uh, it's, it's it's only a job in LA Miami and New York the, the way that we do it yeah um, besides that, it's not like this. It's only three in markets Vegas. in the world. Vegas, but not, they don't have fun. The people who work in Vegas actually work. 
Like they don't get to party and just hang out. Yeah, that that town doesn't stop either. Though, so yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's just like again, it's been. It's and do you feel like it attracts the right people? Like a dumb question, maybe does it attract the right people into your life or like? No, 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 no. So but, what do you do to separate that from your moving forward? <laughs> Hold on, let, be blunt. Come on, be. Yeah. And, and I want you to answer this one like how you and I talk. Because if not, I'm going to say the. Yeah, answer no. It's, so basically, <laughs> that's a threat right there. You go out and uh, but it's again, it's all about like mindset. So I see people all the time. The girls. Come come here they want to be singers actresses you know musicians I'm whatever over, I'm, over, I'm over here God. and then they're like what are i they're like I, I they're like i need to network people where do i go oh, the clubs all the a-list celebrity clubs or i should meet these people but there's no celebrities there and if there are they're not trying to network with people they're doing no shit they're staying away from people and they're with their own group of friends so these girls go out and they get drunk every night and they buy people lie to them oh, I'm, a, I'm a producer i can get you this i know this person this person and they start sleeping around to improve their position, drinking every night, and then they go into that spiral of drugs after parties, like, you know, and it keeps going and going, and they lose money because they're not productive, and then they got to go back home. Or prostitute. Or they got to get a sugar daddy and make money to stay here, and Hollywood kills dreams like that. Yeah, no shit. And so I've seen tons of girls go to that spiral, and guys too. And my advice is like, if you're trying to make it, don't go to the clubs. There's nothing for you in the clubs other than wow. if you want to just have fun. Um, so I don't go out to, I don't spend all my day trying to hang out with people and step up, you know, get up on the social ladder. Mm. I did it differently. I created my own ladder and then people were just like, oh shit. So I don't hang out with guys during the day. I don't hang out with girls. I don't go on dates and stuff. I just work and I see them at the club, but you got to separate fun from business. And when your business is to have fun, it's even harder. Yeah, no shit. Um, so, so what do you if you don't mind me if you're if you don't mind me saying yeah. what do you do for fun then what's your oh I go out every night and party I love it so that's what even when you're not working you just go out and party yeah because that's what you do that's, that's just what I do and you're good at it's full of shit he watches fucking wrestling God, yeah oh like during the day oh yeah I watch <laughs> if you look at my YouTube it's all what what Brian Shaw and all those strong men eat I love watching I love big boy yeah, yeah, I watch yeah, hours yeah, of it yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Stoney competitive eater wrestling Furious Pete. Fear of uh, Matt Stoney. Oh, that's, really? that's my guy. Oh, God, I, gotta, I gotta go there. <laughs> because Matt Stoney, I mean, Furious Pete is already big. He already has muscles. Matt Stoney's a tiny little 125 pound Asian guy. I'm like, how does Furious Pete like, eat that much garbage and still stay in shape, though? That's just absurd. Like, I, that's my yeah, own. Well, you know, what they do is they eat like that once a week. Well, at least competitive eaters, they do that once a week because yeah, yeah. you, you can't sustain that doing that every day. Question. Yeah. You mentioned competitive eating earlier. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. You do competitive eating? I, nah, I, I do my own my own self challenges, but what what's what do you do? Sorry, I just, I just like eat a, like a large quantity of food in one sitting. What's the biggest sitting. quantity of food you? Have? Um, I've done uh, twenty two <laughs> patty uh, In and Out burger. Oh, I had four earlier. I'm just saying, what's up? <laughs> uh, I've done like sixty five chicken wings. I don't know if that's a lot. That's um, fucking a lot of chicken. But that one almost sent me to the hospital. It, it stretched out my thorax like pretty white so what i was eating the next few weeks it would just really hurt every time i would swallow um <laughs> is this on youtube or something yeah i i mean i have some on uh like uh my instagram some of the things that i've eaten what's your youtube and instagram uh fabian lux like l-u-x-e okay fabian. i gotta look the shit up <laughs> bro if he videotapes some of the stuff that he does like full like how we're doing this oh yeah. my god I gotta see this shit. He just, he just, he just does like the before, like slight during, and then the picture after. So he'll take a picture of where he's gonna go to eat something. Yeah. 
here's a you know 24 patty he just shows the 24 patty he goes all right he shows himself like with a bib where he's all ready with his napkins all right i'm gonna do it and then all of a sudden all you see is the ending of it and i'm like i want to see it it's such a skip <laughs> well the thing is we, we facebook lived it but my roommate didn't know how to save it so he filmed it and then he deleted it i'm like Aww. so i'm like did you really finish do it, it? I'm like, i have four witnesses and everyone in and out knows who i am because yeah. we did the fake celebrity video there yeah. and because they see me and eat that so they know i have proof it's just there's a video of it. Oh, what got you in? He, he did the heart attack hamburger up in uh, Vegas. I'm, I'm the, uh, the fat burger challenge. What's oh that? It's like uh, a really, really big hamburger. If you eat it, then you get your, like your name on the wall. Oh, so I, I that one that one is on Facebook Live. I did it in like three minutes. Dude, what? Every week I go to Fat Burger and I get the double X. It's a pound, and mm. I, I eat that motherfucker every week. I don't uh, it's, care. A tri- it's a triple XL. That's the one it is. God damn, I could do that. Yeah. I can get that motherfucker down. Yeah. So, like shaking your <laughs> but right now I'm on the NorCom diet, so I'm very boring. Just ground ground turkey and broccoli, pretty much. Oh, and, yum! And like bacon and fat. I didn't tell him to go on that diet. He's doing that on his own. I'm like that'll soak up alcohol, like not at all. So, no, nah, I know. <laughs> so it's like two shots here, white girl. He's going like, the so. hard hardcore way. Yeah, I don't yeah, go yeah. that hardcore. I have to have like peanut butter. I have to have. I have to have some fats in my diet. Can we? And if you don't mind, can we talk? I know I don't know if that's. Bo- it's not boring to me because I fucking love cooking and I cook really healthily mm-hmm. most of the time. Like what? What do you eat? How many times a day do you eat? What's your system like? Well, Fabian knows I eat because I took him to go eat pizza, mm. so he he knows I can eat pizza. Okay, so pizza for breakfast. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'll eat pizza. Like let's say if I did like if I'm not on season, like I'm just you know, I'm just training to train. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to just be healthy and be normal. Yeah. Um, if I do legs or if I do back, which are the two biggest muscle groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll have to have my shake and a recovery meal afterwards. But I have a window there afterwards where I can have a meal. So either I have it after my workout or an hour or the next meal after. So I took him the next meal after, and uh, and I literally it had only been like an hour since I had eaten. But I was I really was looking forward to the pizza. So I was like, let's go get pizza. Two gigantic stuffed huge squares of like you know these these massive pizza slices mm-hmm. and the, the, I put so many toppings on top that I couldn't do it all at once and I had to split it on two <laughs> and so, your appetizer was meatballs yeah and I had meatballs on top of it <laughs> too the is a big piece big, of meat huge meatballs and then like multiple diet cokes with them so but you know my diet basically just you know um, during the regular season when I'm just I'm trying to be healthy and normal Look, I'll have a cream of rice or cream of wheat, oatmeal, uh, eggs. I'll have like four or five, maybe sometimes six eggs. Uh, I'll go to the gym, have a shake, peanut butter, uh, grits or, or, or something else, or pancakes. You know, I, I eat like a normal person, but I just eat every two and a half hours. Like diligently and strictly? Yeah, day. I eat a certain amount of protein. That's the one thing that I always maintain. And then at the carbs, I just go bananas I don't yeah, give a shit in question again I, these are like maybe boring questions to some people or not to me I, I, I love this stuff so like what is like because you're obviously proven that whatever you're doing is working because yeah. I've seen you before. I've seen you a few years ago and you're still like bigger and in shape but now you're like fucking chiseled yeah you're, you're, you're in a fucking bodybuilding company and you're like you're you're actually um, qualifying to like the first second third places and stuff as well like so yeah. it's like you're up there like but yeah. what is the like correct amount of Protein grams like that you have a day. Like, what, uh, what do you go have? really deep into this? But let's just say for whatever body weight here all night. Let's go. By whatever body weight you have, you have to get the certain amount of nutrients, carbs, and proteins. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a huge calculation. 
So for me, it's just, you know, for every pound of muscle, I have to have one and a half grams of protein. Okay. So it's a time, yeah, because I remember it's learned. Yeah. It's and then I eat every two and a half hours. And then for carbs, I, I have for every pound of lean muscle, I, I get two grams of carbs. Wow. That's, that's on, off season. And then on season, I get no carbs. I get for every uh, lean body weight, I convert it over to fat. So I'll have peanut butter and uh, avocado and you know, just healthy fats yeah, yeah. or salmon and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But the protein stays the same. So that's the only thing that changes, then my cardio changes. And then the food timing at certain times of the day. But I mean, when it comes to eating healthy, I mean, if you really want to gain weight and you want to add on size, you know, like we were talking before, let's skip the drugs, mm-hmm. learn how to eat right. Just eat, eat, eat to grow. And just eat to grow. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. It's like a lot of people don't like to eat. They'll eat one meal a day. They'll eat two meals a day. I eat seven meals a day. That's because I'm a competitor. Yeah. I compete. I am a semi-pro turning professional athlete. Yeah. Average Joe Schmo, don't do that. Don't fucking do it. That makes no sense. If you can eat three to five meals a day, balance, stuff yourself with good food, you'll be fine. Salads, mm-hmm. drink water. You'll be perfectly fine. You'll grow. You'll still get where you need to be. Once you get curious about the bug about being competitive and adding a lot more calories, talk to someone. Come talk to me, Reek and Rhino, on Instagram. Follow that more. ReekandRhino.com. I'll, I'll send you some basic information. And uh, then, you know, you take it to another level. You become surgical with it. It's just like him. It's just like you. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're surgical with the technology and music and, mm-hmm. you know, certain aspects of your life. He's surgical with his work. He can separate. I can separate also. That's yeah. how you do it with food. And, that's something. You know, that's what he really and I get along really well is because, like, you know, he motivates me on things. I inspire him on others. And he inspires me, like, you know, to, to focus more on, to drive, to commit towards, you know, the, the cashing in on my name, my image, my, my visibility. I've done the hard work. And then, you know, and then in turn for him, I, I, I also catch the bug of the business side of things. And you have to have that balance in life. Same mm-hmm. thing with food. And same thing with your personal life. A lot of people take the gym too serious. A lot of people take their job too serious. You know, you sure as fuck don't like that's what for, like that's the best part. Like I like it. Like yeah, I love, because I love he, that he has a healthy balance, like, so. but that's that fucking balance. Yeah, right I mean, it, it, it also took me like five years to get to where I am now. So it wasn't just like boom, I'm this, I'm the man in Hollywood. No, I was yeah. when I got here. I didn't know literally. I didn't know how to get here, yeah. and I live an hour away. I didn't know one person in the city. That's Nobody. Hilarious. I would bring all my girls from Orange County. Oh, that's and where they, I live now. Yeah. Where you so that's where I grew up, and then little by little, it was just stacking up. You know the connections and things like that. So, it's, I mean, it's it's no different than a bodybuilder. You know, it's, it's a process and it's an everyday, like, grind. And if you don't stick to the same foundations, they're going to fail. Like, yeah. social media, I do the same action on social media every single day to build my following and my network. Same way you bodybuild. You know, you skip a few days and those few days are critical and then it just becomes a habit. Um, so, I mean, this the same process, which is building it's different things. It's the same things. thing with events, too, because you have to go to certain events that has a higher payback a pay return or availability for networking and in bodybuilding it's the same way too i have to do a certain amount of shows you know per year because i have to be seen by certain judges or seen at certain shows Mm -hmm. and it's a networking but at a different different layer different phase different uh uh, different network of people it's weird it's like the thing about the last year for me was that i was like uh basically starting to like uh work a lot and just get my shit together and like get out of like a depressed look fuck it Everyone gets depressed now and again. I just had bad depression, anxiety, 
trying to fix it, like so realize, oh, gyms and healthy shit and all that actually works with I mean, it as I'm, well. I'll like, so. be blunt honest with you on this too. I mean, when it comes to, to that, I, I'm that very portion. sensitive, so be careful. No, I, I mean, <laughs> look, man, you know, like Fabian and I can tell you this very bluntly and honestly, and I can tell you this, Fabian knows all my darkness that I have, that I, that I go through, mm-hmm. all my stresses. He knows what I'm sure. I tell him everything, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, that, that visualization of what I project for myself is what you see online. You'll never see me say, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me, I had a bad day, uh, I'm unable to pay my bills, someone fucked me over for 200 grand, someone that I love no longer is helping me out, I, my car just got repoed, you know, I, I'm having problems, I have Parkinson's, I have this. Mm-hmm. You don't ever hear me say none of that mm-hmm. shit, right? Because that visualization that you present for people is the most important thing. People don't know what's going on with Fabian in, in, in the background. I do. I hear it from him. Yeah. You know, all they see is this guy who looks good, who parties, who drinks, who parties, <laughs> Fuck who travels. You I want to be him. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, man. You know, that's that's what they feel and that's what they see. And then they want to drive and they want to they just take off running. If he can do that, fuck that guy, I'm going to do it on mm-hmm. my own. And they crash and burn because... They don't look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that is the person that you project is the person that you're going to receive yeah. back. You know, I don't, I don't want to project to my media and what little I have that I'm going through problems. I want them to see that no matter what the fuck presents itself, I can stand in front of it full with my face full forward into it. Mm-hmm. And I can overcome my obstacles, whether it be my health, whether it be the ability to walk, whether it be the Parkinson's. Whether it be anything that goes on in my personal life at all, it's trying to stop me. Money, people, mm-hmm. my unhappiness of what's going on. You will never see that. You'll hear it here, but you'll never see it. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you don't give a shit. You want me to give you something that's going to give you motivation and that's going to capture you. And that's the truth as well. It's like the way I've learned as all well off people is like really at the end of the day, who are you going to count on? And the, the smaller my circle, actually, the happier yeah. I am as well. And the, I was talking to, like, uh, me and my girlfriend have the same Man Crush Monday at one stage before we were together, obviously. Because obviously, I'm every Monday is Man Crush Monday over no, here. No, no, but that, well, I'm, you're my secret Man Crush Monday. Yeah, yeah. And next Monday, it'll be this guy, because now I know. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about guys like uh, The Rock, like yeah. the Dwayne Johnson or whatever, that, and everybody fucking follows him online. Like, so. Yeah. And he sticks up pictures of his alarm clock, and it is the most motivating thing you've ever seen in your fucking life. All it says is 4.30 a.m., time to work. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, so yeah. It makes you kind of almost rethink who you are. And what yeah, you, you made fun of me, though, right? Because you said that I had to be in bed at 9.30. Night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and he knows I, I, if I have to break my schedule, I'll, I'll break my schedule. But the reality of it is, is that's the motivation that you need right there. Yeah, you yeah. have someone that big who can still... But there's no, there's no part of me that thinks, like, The Rock doesn't have any fucking problems. There's no part of me that thinks no. I, on, on Instagram, Rick Rhino, he's bench pressing fucking four-ton weight. Like, he's going to go, he has to live the happiest life. It's not that at all. No. It's just, like, I'm more interested, and in, I know I'm going to start following you because I'm, I'm very curious. I'm more interested in seeing successes, and that's why I want to be around this. I want to see people. I want to talk to people. Yeah. I just want to feel like if, uh, oh, the, the last podcast I did was with a, a friend of mine, Amelia Dark is her name. She's actually a fetish porn model. Um, girl on girl, don't get too excited. And um, she was telling me the same thing, but she won an award for, she directs as well. And she directed and won an award in the, it's like the Oscar of the fetish porn industry. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That means like no matter what avenue you pick, you can accomplish these giant yeah. goals. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I, I remember I told my ma, my mother, sorry, my mom, 
I was like, whatever the fuck. My, mo- my mom. Um, I was like, oh, I'm interviewing a fucking fetish porn star. And she was like, I don't give a fuck what she does as long as she's happy and she's yeah. striving and moving forward. And, like, and I don't care what you do. Like, it's like, like, I don't like clubs. I don't. I was talking to him earlier. I'm I'm the worst Irish man ever. I kind of stopped drinking, so like, and I love Guinness, but you can't get Guinness anywhere yeah. in LA. So, um, well, guess what? He, he knows what, what you like because he's been to your country. So you oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Have you been there? Uh, I've I've been to, in, in Europe, not not Ireland yet. Uh, what what do you think of Europe? Oh, you, I love it. I'm there every two months. If, what? For real? Yeah. Why? Sweden. That's that's one of the <laughs> conversations. That's a whole other conversation for. <laughs> A different podcast. We'll go there as well sometime. But it's just, yeah, as I was saying, it's just like, it's. I want to see the successes. I want to see you. Have you won any of the, the was yeah. it semi-pro or what? Well, you know, uh, you know, again, I, I won the team side of things in earlier in my career. Then when I came back, I came back at the age of 40. Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, that's insane. Like, with yeah, I came back at the age of forty, and I placed third in the heavyweight division. I placed uh, second in the masters division, which is over thirty-five. Yeah, and that was the first time that I had competed in twenty years. And then last year, which was my you know come back to, I got to do it right this time. Mm-hmm. I had you know the trainer, the nutritionist, the, you know the proper drugs, I had proper rest, proper training. And uh, last year, at the end of the uh, competitive season. Uh, I was recognized by um, uh, Lou Ferrigno's show, The Ferrigno Legacy. Cool. I've uh, been re-invited to go compete at their show multiple times. Uh, I was one of the most wanted-to-be-seen bodybuilder on stage by the promoters because of my performance and the way I drew the crowd. And he's seen my, my progress where I started from nothing to where I'm at now. Um, and eventually the last show that I did... Um, you know, I wanted to go and compete at nationals last year, but my body wasn't responding the way I wanted mm-hmm. it to be. I needed one more year to cook. This will be the year. Mm-hmm. So the guys that <laughs> didn't win at nationals that week, they flew back home, and there just so happened to be a contest that weekend. In that contest, I said, I bet you all those guys that went to nationals, I thought that they were hot shit, are going to compete because they were one week sh- you know, in shape. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to diet all the way through. So I dieted all the way like seven months in total till mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. And in December, I competed against guys that competed at nationals. And I fucking beat them. You know, this was I, lately, right? Yeah. Because I remember you fo- I remember following it online and you were in one competition one week and then... I kept going all the way through. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? I, every week I was doing a show almost. And the last show... So I did the Ferrigno. I did a couple shows. Then I did the last show. And, and it was my best showing, my best performance, best stage performance, best condition. I got third in the heavyweight division. I got first in the men's uh, master's division. Um, you know, so... Right now, I'm ranked as the third, as of up to this season starting, the third uh, heavyweight and third masters in the state of California wow. at the age of 44 years old. Dude, I gotta start lifting something. Like, so, because we know we were talking earlier about, like, I was like saying about like injuries and back stuff yeah. and like all that. And, oh, like, he's, what, what's your injury, sir? Can you please tell me? Uh, motorcycle accidents, lower back injury, uh, a lot of them. I'm, so. And does that affect your drinking habits? <laughs> uh, no, but it affects kidding, my ability it? to do like squats or any. Anything. I can't do any of that shit. Like, so, yeah, I was telling See, him. We're all the broken back club here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. broken back. The BBC. 
in the BBC. I yeah. thought that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was telling him I can't do any any kind of compound exercise. It all has to be just simple, isolated yeah. exercises, low weight, lots of reps, and burn, burn, burn. Like, and yeah. I haven't worked out in two months. So I'm sorry, I look like shit between you two guys. God you, damn it! You look, you look good to me. Man. Yeah, you just stop flirting. With me. <laughs> it's, like, it's not fair because I don't feel good. But whatever. No, in a few you know, months. You know what the nice thing about you know the you know I don't know where we can end up with this, but. You know, bodybuilding for me was my outlet. Mm -hmm. For him, his outlet out of his life was to, you know, get into the career that he was in. You know, I, I sacrificed a six-figure career also. I, I mean, I work in IT. I've been working in IT for a very long time. Had a business, the exotic car industry. He's, you that know, explains the other pictures on your Instagram. Yeah, you know, I've had the cars. I've had the lifestyle. I've had everything. You know, when you're willing to sacrifice something, you know, he was willing to sacrifice a six-figure job. I, I'm... I've basically given up everything. I've, mm. You know, I've had the cars, I've had everything. He's seen me. I've, I go through my evolutions. And he can tell you, I'm pretty much the happiest right now I've been when it comes to doing this. That's great. I can lose it all. Mm. And honestly, I just, as long as i got a roof over my head, I have my girlfriend by my side, and I have my dogs mm. in, my, in my bed at night and mm. food in my stomach, come take it. I said that exact word last night actually my girlfriend was like she just asked me randomly because i always ask her I was like are you happy just because you'd be walking on are you happy and she says are you happy and i was like yeah why she goes huh because you always ask me and i was like well i'm happy i have somewhere to live i've got food kitchen i like cooking i'm happy in but life i like you doing, know, going I want, forward i don't want it to be lax in the sense that you're like you know he and i are both very driven so let, let mm -hmm. me let me recorrect that statement we made the sacrifices towards what we wanted to achieve because we believe in it so much that it was like breathing to us. Mm -hmm. It was as important to breathe and, and get that gasp of air and the new fresh life of what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And we didn't care what it took to do it, but we did it and we survived and we outlasted everyone. We find an outlet in order to surpass and, and monetize it. Mm -hmm. My goal in bodybuilding and in fitness is not to be a personal trainer. I could give a fuck about training people. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, I'm not a personal trainer. Even though I have great form, right? Yeah, so, okay. I mean, I, I'm good at correcting people, I'm good at training people. That's not my goal. I don't wanna be a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. This is, that my body and my, my physical being is a beacon towards people who either wanna be like me, wanna achieve what I've achieved, or wanna do better for themselves, or, want to reach out and, and take an opportunity to break past their fear of talking to someone that they think is unapproachable mm -hmm. and be able to reach them mentally and talk to them and give them insight into themselves as to who I am and how they have that same thing inside of them to become better. And for him, it's the same token. He can identify very clearly because he's in that lifestyle who's real, who's not, who he should have around him and who he should keep at arm's length distance that I, I you know what you want to be around me that's fine but you can stay that far away mm -hmm. i'm going to use you for what you're worth until you can provide me something of value and i'll help you to do whatever you want but you're not going to fucking harm me and it's the same thing in bodybuilding it's the same thing in business then the sacrifice that he's making is that his relationships is with himself there's nothing wrong with that because if he can't perfect himself, he can't perfect anyone else around him. He can't impact anyone else around mm -hmm. him. He can have all the money like he does. He could be humble, but all he sees is materialistic things until yeah. so they get a chance to know him. I've never talked to him about money. Since we do our business together, we don't talk about money. We just say, how can we make money? How can we do things? Call me up. Let's do this. Hey, do you want to do that? At a drop of a hat, we did this podcast. At a drop of a hat, I'll go do filming with him. It's about doing something so intently and so motivated and so 
in touch with the person you're trusting that they have the same vision of growth. Mm -hmm. Not getting you in trouble, not going out to party, not fucking drinking, not picking up chicks, not fucking doing drugs, but making you a better person. And that's what bodybuilding does for me because I could reach you, I could reach him, he could reach me, and vice versa. It's a vicious circle of self-improvement. And that's what I really love about the sport. That's what I love about being a new person and sacrificing because being in an office all day and working nine to five, I can't impact him that way. He no can't shit. impact me. Yeah, yeah. That's I the have thing, no dude. touch with him because I'm locked inside of four fucking walls with people who are miserable who are going to fucking live there, work there until their last day of breath and be miserable complaining about that fucking place every day. <laughs> Fuck that. And that's the thing. It's like there's no heart. Like do whatever you need to do in your life. But the fact of the matter is something in my head that's told me take the harder route. Try the harder route. It'll pay off. It will pay off. And I'm like, who the, I don't believe in God or any of that shit. Like whatever. If you believe in all that stuff, that's fine as well. To me, it's like there's something in my head telling me keep going forward. Keep talking to people that you know have been here and have surpassed that. And as you said, have monetized it. That's a great word to say. Yeah. Like He was the one that told me about, about monetizing. I'll be honest with you. Look, all last year when I was competing, I, every day, every time I'd say, I'm like, hey, man, I'm ready to do this. I'm just focused on my shows. When I'm ready to get on board, you will know it. I will be full throttle. I, I don't want to do this thing half-assed. If I do it half-assed, it's not going to work. I want to do this the right way. When I did my last show, it was the first thing I did. I said, hey, man, in two weeks, I'm, I'm going to be done. At the end of the two weeks, let's get started on this thing. And it's just been like... So you're it's been a struggle, but it's been a push to control. Yeah, yeah. So what I haven't said is, is I do a lot of online marketing. That's what I do all day long. Um, make money online when you sleep, you wake up, there's money in your bank account. It's the best feeling in the world. Wow. Um, and just helping people. So creating whatever help you can for people and then monetizing your image, your brand, all that. Anything you have to do with online marketing. So do people hire you for that or people buy products that I, that I, that I create online. Okay. So whether it be for like relationship or building social media accounts or networking or just how do I do what I do and how I got here, people want to know that because people are sitting, there's guys in the world sitting in the same position I was when I was working an office job, like nine hours a day, miserable, making a lot of money, but fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. And they just don't know how to take that step and just like break out of it and do what they really want to do in life. And that's what I did. I took that step. I didn't have any help. So all those pitfalls that I created, you know, I just, I can help people now. Just the same way that everything that you and Rick's been, or have been through, you can help people with that mm -hmm. in their life and avoid all those pitfalls. But how do you reach them? Mm -hmm. Everyone's online. That's the easiest way, easiest medium to get in touch with people and then help them. I mean, you only have 24 hours in a day and two hands. You can't talk to people. So what do you do? You use the biggest network you can, and that's the internet. Um, so that's how I got. And the person who got me into this is one of the most successful marketers in the world. And I met him at a club through, through, <laughs> through, through one of my friends who was dating him. And then we connected, and he says, you're a writer? Yeah. Great. You text girls all day long, right, to go to the club? I said, yeah. And he's like, how many girls a day do you text? I said, like 100 girls every single day. Wow. And he's like, first of all, that's fucking sad. Second of all, that's great. He's like, can you write a book about how to text women and we'll sell it online? I'm like, yeah, sure. But the psychology behind it and all that and building networks and relationships with people you don't even really know you met one time. And it was a, it's one of the best sellers ever with, on books on how to text women. What's it called? It's called Text God. Text God? Yeah. That's hilarious. That's you know awesome. what the funny thing is? Now, I want you to see what he just was talking about, yeah. the social mechanics of it. That's the same thing that I had to learn by going to Runyon. And meeting mm. girls and talking to girls and getting my self-confidence. And 
you know, he he's embedded that information for people to be able to do it yeah. based on his experience and knowledge. Yeah, because well, the one thing I, I've definitely not mastered, like I can create product all day and I have been uh, to the best of my ability for years, whether it be like through music and writing with people or for people or for myself. And uh, getting so far, I've been a signed artist, I've been dropped, I've had private investors, I've had old bands invest. I've never... And it's not. I'm not. I don't count it as a failure. I count it as a lesson learned. Is that I've never closed and I've never essentially bought anything from what I've worked for. And I work my ass off all the time, every day. Like you're saying, like you don't get big biceps or a big back by going to the gym once a week and fucking yeah. dicking about. No, I, what you do in the gym, I do every day for myself and my creative means yeah. and my creative. And it's like I have to believe that if you work hard and stay on the right path and be surrounded with the right people. There has to be a fucking, there has to be a finish line or a certain line I can cross from. Like, oh, there it is, right? I've got this far. I can use this to get even further and attract more people. And that's what I'm trying to learn as well. Like, so I'd like whether it be, like, I, I have no idea how to do what you do, and that's something. Yeah, and neither did I. It's just the process of learning. And like for me, it was like people always said, oh, like, how much do money? How much money would it take to make you happy? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't. Know. All I knew is I wanted to wake up. Like, since I was, like, 13 years old, I wanted, this is my goal, whole goal in life, mm-hmm. is I want to go to Paris <laughs> and be able to spend $1,000 in a night and wake up in the morning and that money's back in my bank account. No idea how the hell it was going to happen. I didn't know any internet marketing, stock markets, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's what I want to have happen. Never have to worry about money again. And I realized this is the way you do it. Um, you know, so like Rick said, he's not a personal trainer. That takes a lot of time and commitment and, like, grinding but if he can create one training program, one time, and help thousands of people, then they in turn can you know, obviously pay for that and then give him money and the ability to make more and more advanced programs for these people to help them. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, hey, I can help you uh, from 12 to one, from, from one to two with you, and then at the end of the day, you, you You're maxed out, you got eight people, maybe you yeah, got yeah. 10 people max if you double up on something. That doesn't make sense. I mean, he reaches people to let go, right? Like, they come to him because he's the, the nexus that creates an environment for them to be able to forget their day-to-day grind, meet people, socialize, to, mm-hmm. to, to let go, to drink, to want to be feel important and, and appreciated mm-hmm. and loved, you know, something that they're missing. And it's the same thing like this and on my side. I have to have that mindset that whatever I'm doing, I'm providing a service to. So I'm reaching out to you. We really, you know, we'll do this at another podcast, but there's more to it than just lifting weights. There's more to it than just eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. It's the, the mindset, the mind-muscle connection, your, the ability to know when you're so tired that you have to, to, to get up and go and, and take a break. And, you know, working out to, to the point where you're, you're passed out, reaching your physical limitations, and it's the same thing for, for the person that I'm trying to tap into. It's like, I want to reach and give them that information that starts from the very beginning, how to eat, how to think, how to take control of what you can control within your life, which is you. And then outside of your life, those things that you have begun to create an order and process, like prepping your food or something even as simple as prepping your clothes and getting yourself ready, your gym, the music, you know, the food. If you got to smoke weed to get ready to get focused, go smoke weed. If you got to smoke weed to go to sleep, then go smoke weed to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you have to do to get that mental clarity so that you have separation of the stress, 
to be able to focus on the bigger things that you have to focus in on. That's what both of us do, but a different. What aspects. you're talking about right now, that's exactly where I am in life. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like, it's like trying to figure out what's going to ease my mind and ease the stress. Because I know now, I guess more than ever, that I, I have the ability to create whatever mm-hmm. I want. And I, I always say, like, uh, the, the center of the universe is you. Like, you are the center of the universe. Because, like, without, you said it earlier. Without you being strong and healthy and of a proper yeah, mindset, you're fucked. Like, nothing's going to result. But I keep pointing to him. Yeah. And the reason why I keep pointing to him, look, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I, I feel did like he's very proud of you. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but I am proud of him because, it, I, you know, look, I don't have uh, younger brothers anymore that I can really say that mm. I can be proud of. You know, and I could say for him that I'm proud of him at a certain level because, you know, he's in an industry that it chews up people. Let's be honest. I mean, we're in Los Angeles. We're in Hollywood. You know, everybody and their mothers thinks that they have money. All flash, no cash. And then those that do have a lot of cash, they're corrupt as fuck. Mm -hmm. And they can easily influence the people to do what the fuck they want. And he's one of those people that, those people that corrupt people actually go to him and go, hey, man, you know what? I actually need your help. Yeah, that's the part I find really hard to fucking figure. I like I'm been because we've been sitting here for like an hour, and I'm still trying to figure out. Is like how the fuck are you separating that in your brain? Like, because that's that's a massive cause for psychology anxiety for people. Is like gonna yeah, it, trust. It's, it's a lot, and I used to get anxiety when I first started, just because there's so many people coming to you for different things all day long. Everybody, I mean, you should see my phone. I've been on it looking here. Yes, like this is literally Sorry. in the last in the last six minutes. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nonstop, like hundreds and hundreds of texts per day. You just have to like realize how to filter it out and have just focus. And priority. So focus is like, if you can't focus doing both things, you're not going to succeed. Because I could spend like four hours trying to like analyze like data and traffic and stuff like that. And trying to text girls, oh, I want to go to the club or I need this or I'm in Vegas. And I have people from all over the world, you know, texting me like I'm renting a house for a big client in Australia right now with my real estate agent in Australia. And it's just like, you really have to just... (laughs) Learn how to focus, and I mean, it, again, it's it's the same thing with business and bodybuilding and life and health and everything else. Yeah, so it's, it's, I don't know, I, I don't know what else to ask or say about because I'm like now I'm more perplexed than kind of I'm sitting well, here well, going. That's I the need. thing is the, the psychology. See, you, you kind of walked into a business, and this is what yeah. I wanted you to walk into. Is that with me, you would walk into you know you have my story, ex-military, you know, boyfriend girlfriend issues, health issues, uh, uh, get from lean uh, from fat to lean, mm-hmm. but the the deeper layers of the onion are that um, I'm a I'm a one little piece of the puzzle that creates an environment of success mm-hmm. and and I don't do it alone and and to for me to st- sit here with you alone would be a disservice to you because you don't hear you know the the single soundboard perspective of it this is my uh, you know my new phase and my my new portion of my soundboard perspective which is him and that is that. Uh, he can create that mind and, and, and separation for people like I can and like you can through mm. this podcast and that you're creating a, a sense of uh, someone that they can reach out to, that they can relate to, that mm. they, they can, you know, fuck, I, you know, I, I'm like that guy, you know, or, you know, he's doing that what I want to do, which is the podcast stuff. I love doing yeah. podcasts or, you know what, fuck, I love podcasts so much because I don't have a real life. And these motherfuckers have some crazy ass fucking stories and they're so fucking well connected. How the fuck can they do that? I want to do that shit yeah, yeah. and get motivated. Look, I bet you right now people that will hear this, if they've gone this far into the podcast and hear his story, <laughs> Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, 
dude, this guy gets to fuck any girl he really wants and he's not fucking him. Yeah. Well, I bet he does fuck him, but. And he's not you know, crazy. And he's not crazy, not doing well, fucking lines of coke in the middle of the fucking podcast. And he's not fucking talking like a fucking illiterate gangster in the street, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, that's the kind of shit that you're fucking, you're tapping into. Now you're, they're hearing it from him, right? They're hearing him like, dude, this is a young kid. Cause he's not old. How old are you right now? 31. Look at that shit. Oh shit, you're my, well, I'm 33, so. 31 years old. How long ago have you been started up with the club industry? Uh, five years. 25 years old, 26 years old, dealing with some dude who's probably 30, 40 years old, mm-hmm. worth 3 million, 4 million. You don't know what the fuck he's done to make his money good, mm-hmm. legal, incorrect, government corrupt, non corrupt, legal in the US, not legal in the US, has hookers, <laughs> doesn't have hookers, fucked over a couple of club promoters before, fucked over a couple of clubs to himself, gotten arrested, beaten up some people. And they all come to him. You're describing El Chapo right now. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? They all come to him. You know why? Because there's a trust level. Because he's able to shut his mouth, open his ears, hear what they're saying, and truly deliver to them that calm and peaceness that they need and separation from day-to-day bullshit Mm -hmm. to find an outlet. I'm the same way too. But you know what? I'm reaching people that now they they realize either they want to get big, they want to get in shape, they want to get healthy, they want to get as big as me, they're motivated by the things I've been through, they have the same experiences that I've had in, look, in case anyone didn't hear me say before, I've got fucking Parkinson's. Yeah, I didn't want to, I was like, is that you? And and I don't don't show my symptoms. He knows I fucking struggle with it every day. Mm -hmm. So if you can tap into somebody that has those struggles and you go, fuck, if that guy can do it, shit. Tell me more. I want to learn more. I want to replicate. Give me the information I need. They become hungry. And that's the circle of friends that you entice, starting with your health, starting with your body, starting with your mind. Once you you have that perceived to be locked in place, then you can progress to be someone like this young man right here Mm -hmm. who can deal with older people who fucked up so much but have succeeded so much at Mm -hmm. such a high price. They're still still going backwards at some level. Yeah. Why would a forty year old guy with that much money have to go to a club? Why is his outlet that way? Why doesn't he go to get on his plane, go to someplace else, go and get ritzy ditzy and socialize? You know why? Because he's tired of that shit. He does that shit all the time. He wants to defuse and just get fucking stupid, hang out with hot girls, make himself feel good, and make that fucking hottie toddy feel good too. And if he gets laid, bingo, great fucking time. bonus. Bonus. Right. All right. I yeah. Don't... And, and the, like, and the thing is, some of the guys that have the most money in the world are insecure about something. That's and, what I would imagine as well. Like, so. And the more money you have, the more you you rely on your money to get what you want. So you don't have, you lose that personality that you had when you didn't have money to get girls and talk to girls and just, I have this. I'll give you this. I'll be your sugar daddy. I'll give you this much money. But at the end of the day, they're 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 missing that like excitement in life. Yeah, the integral part of being a whole person, like you yeah. were saying at the beginning, like learning to like actually slowly talk to people or yeah. flirt with girls or make progress in your life in some way. Like so. he, he deals with a quirky set in the, in a sense because technology is now where guys have to read through text messages, and he teaches guys how to read through text messages, how to understand what the girl is saying. What does that mean? As he's like, he's like multitasking. So you you think about it this way, right? Like if you get a girl's number and you text her, when is the right time to text her? Oh, okay. It's all in your book. If she texts you, when's the right time to reply to her? At what hour of the day or night to reply to her? You know, what, what is it that she said in the text? And is there something that you could read through it? Like in a body language, 
but it's a text language. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that you, you you derive from his knowledge base because he's perfected that. He's had a he's had a read through the bullshit of what someone's typing. You know, okay, they type this, but I'm, he calculates the, the chest head, his chest movements already in his head, and he knows what to spit back out so that way he can either appease that person and shut them the fuck up <laughs> and just kind of have them in the background, or if there's someone that's very important that requires his attention, he can give them that attention. That's all in the book, ladies and gentlemen, called <laughs> Text God. Available yeah. <laughs> on probably Amazon or some shit, is it? <laughs> I'm going to go to textgod.com. Textgod.com. All right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I'm not the, I always say, I'm running out of things to ask. Well, no, I, honestly, my brain is so overloaded with information yeah, right now. I kind of want to sit in a quiet room and be like, okay, how do I get... Because like, the, the way I see it now is like you guys have described pretty much a lot of parts of my life and actually current parts of my life and you've also described like a part of my life where I want it to be so I'm like that's what I want I want to keep pushing forward and like keep the 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 workload coming and keep just move forward that's it yeah. and like keep talking to people like you guys and learn more that's all it is. and that's the uh, idea of this whole thing as well yeah. for me like I don't like yeah people will watch it because they have been watching it and listening that's awesome I'm very appreciative about anyone that's watched it but I'm selfishly doing all this for me because I get like the free information i get the 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 lucky charm part of whatever of off people and like i get the knowledge and that's what i want because i want to ex exceed my goals as well like you know and that's that's my uh my end game just like you guys are for me you guys have exceeded a lot more than even i I've did, I, did, I, did i deliver with it uh, yeah no shit like so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just <laughs> sitting over here no you know like uh podcasts are one of the last tourist forms of like getting to know someone because everything is very short and cut now everything's a minute two minutes yeah, they go yeah. viral and it's just like short spurts of information but you're not going to need to know anything with short spurts no, no, no. like three points of success do this 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 you're like that's it like, like what else would I do like, you really have to like, dive deep and listen to someone talk I do it all the time I listen to marketers speak for hours because like you, you soak up everything mm -hmm. and then you reverse engineer what they do and you're like okay I get it yeah yeah and it's putting um, things into practice as well, I guess. Yeah, so, so if you listen to, like, 15-minute podcasts, you're going to get, you forget that information. Yeah, yeah. But J just for, like, anyone, because, I, again, honestly, my brain is fucking rattled right now. I don't know if I can get any more in. Like, so if I, yeah. if I want to contact you or anyone wants to contact you for any kind of business-related dealings, or how do we contact you? Um, you just go to uh, probably the best way is just email me, fabianlux at gmail. Okay. That's uh, going to be the easiest way. So I have you, so many websites done. If I say go here, you're like, I don't know what the hell. So regardless if it's like a social media question, how to, or you want to text girls or whatever like that, like you have... Uh, yeah, shoot me a text, let me, uh, shoot me an email and let me know what you need and then I'll put you in the right direction. Yeah, especially it's if you're in LA, way. Hollywood or you need to go out or whatever like that. Like, so it won't be me. I'm very boring. I don't like going out. I love Netflix. I'm just saying. So And I like doing this. This is what well, I love if you doing. Wanna, if you want to go eat good pizza, we're, we're probably the two best people to go to. Okay, well, I'll do that as well. I have 10 pizzas in my house right now. Did you see the pizza? Yeah, oh, so, we're going God yeah some, someone sent him like 10 pizzas my buddy shows <laughs> pizza and champagne today the uh, elevator stinks of pizza i was like going god damn what, what motherfuckers awesome well, in case in case it, you, and, you and and i'm doing no carbs so <laughs> i i i ate two pieces today and i'm like the rest is just sitting there so oh. for all those that, that are wondering what the picture is it's him holding 10 giant pizza boxes go on uh, his instagram fabian looks it's hilarious <laughs> and just like, if we want to like uh, again just to reiterate in case anyone made it to the end of the podcast or i don't i'm just i'm calling the quits for myself because i can't fucking the information overload and i want to do it again with you i think you're fucking a very inspirational Thanks. person we go I deeper love, some other stuff no no absolutely because I, I want more information there's questions that i still have but i'm just like 
I need to like sit back and prioritize okay. a lot yeah, of you shit. Could, you, you, can easily, you can easily get me on uh, reekandrhino.com or uh, you can hit me up on my Instagram at uh, reekandrhino yeah. on Instagram. It's probably the best. Or Facebook as well, reekandrhino or on YouTube, yeah. reekandrhino. And if you want, if I can't, if you can't find them uh, on the, the Triggerman podcast Instagram page, I only follow the people that are on the podcast. So it's literally seven people or something now like that. That's it. So like, if you want to find any of these guys, I'll follow you as well. Like, not that you need my fucking help. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm fucking How many followers do you have on Instagram? Yeah. Was that? How many followers do you have on Instagram? Uh, 26K on oh, my personal I'm, one. I'm at 20. Damn it. God damn it. My girlfriend has like 350,000. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's she's a, but she's like a super smart, uh, like really uh, business minded young yeah. woman as well. I don't want to know anymore. I got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll make you depressed. Like, so, like, uh, but that, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. That, and the funny thing is, nowadays that's important which is a weird conversation i always have with her it's like it's weird how that's important now how that sure. how that translates into currency and how it translates yeah, into it's social currency that's it's what I say. fucking insane like that that is crazy like, i appreciate so, your time today to do this and this no no i wanted to like and as i said selfishly i wanted to just learn that's why i say invite anyone you want i don't give a fuck i just want to talk to people well, I, that's why i told you I, I wanted to make sure that if i did bring anyone it would be someone that it would be a, 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 i don't care i do so. not care i want to just talk to anyone that i think i can learn off and like yeah. As long as it's like, I, I was joking with him. I called him earlier on the phone. And I was like, I was like, even if you're like a hardened stone cold racist, I was like, okay, maybe not that. But no, actually, if, if you are, like, I still want to know why. Like, you know, and maybe I'll learn something from you it. Know the like, funny, uh, funny part. Yeah, and we'll leave this for another podcast. Yeah. Someone who's very heavy into politics. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh shit! Not just like I follow politics. No, like. He's been in politics stuff. Like, oh, he's been involved. like I wanted to be the president when I was little, and I worked on campaigns as I was 16. You're talking about the current president? Oh, I wanted to be the president. Oh, the president. Okay, yeah. Because I know the one thing I was like, I, I was like, I'm wondering, could I get through one podcast without talking about politics? I really want to talk about it because it's <laughs> really interesting. But. That's a, next, next, if you next, want to talk about politics, again. call him up. Let's do this again. Oh, I want to do it again. If you're cool yeah, with doing it again, sure. like so, and just because I, I, I feel like uh, I'm not wasting your time, but I feel like I'm like Jesus. Like uh, you seem to know a lot more about this than me, and I definitely want to pick your brain at on a further time as well. And yeah. I appreciate everyone's time and appreciate yours. Thank you. I'll see you in the gym sometime. Probably not. I just I don't care. Fucking, I'm not even gonna. I always flex. I'm not flexing. Come on, you know what? You can see how. <sighs> I'll get a screenshot. Yeah, look at that motherfucker. Like so. um, So I'm just going to stop. You're going to hear music fading in into the background. You're all going to go to sleep and wake up tomorrow positive and inspired. And you're all going to go follow your dreams and smoke some weed before you go to bed. If you need to smoke weed and if you work in a cubicle, uh, quit it. If you don't like it, if you like it, stay there. I don't give a fuck. Like thanks everybody. uh, I appreciate it. I'm Jimmy Trigger. This is the Trigger Man podcast. Uh, Stay strong. Lift something. I don't know what else to say. Bye. Wait for your mom's. Okay, <laughs> <Peace>. bye. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I want to get a picture of you guys. Yeah, definitely.